Hello and welcome to Arts Talk Radio. I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you interviews as well as news and reviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and everything in between or nearby. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in English. This week's programme is dedicated to the Delft Fringe Festival. I met with organiser Rolf Funken just before the festival opened at a company get-together and spoke to him and a couple of the performers. Because of the dreaded coronavirus, the 2019 festival was cancelled altogether and last year's festival took place only online. So I imagined Roll was very glad they were finally back live. Yeah, it's it, it it's so fantastic that we can go back live. It were were two diff- two difficult years. Yeah, but you more or less held the festival on- online, a virtual festival. Correct. Yeah, we in twenty twenty we decided to cancel the festival because we we couldn't do anything else, and then we uh, were in a very long period of doubt if we go online in twenty twenty one, and we decided to do it because we thought it was so important for the creative makers to just to perform and keep their their, their, yeah, their creativity going. Last year, uh, in 2021, you were actually on, on, on the point of doing it live, another live one, and then the um, dreaded um, uh, Covid virus struck again and we had a second or third or fourth, whatever it was, lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So you went entirely um, virtual. Yeah, correct. We had to decide to go to, to, to do a virtual uh, edition of the festival. Yeah, and it was it, it was it was a sort of a success you know you it, it it was not the festival like we held before but we were quite lucky that we could um, build the big uh, pink bunny on the market square and that was uh, uh, quite an eye-catcher for new public as well so we met new people uh, people who had hadn't met the Dell Fringe Festival before so I think we can bring two new audiences together this year, people who knew the festival from like 2019 and people who discovered the online festival in 2021. Because there's a, a lot to attract people. Uh, there are how many different performers? We have four, the three performers this year. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to think about. And how many different performances? Because they, they don't do one, do they? They do several. Yeah, they do like eight uh, performances during the festival. So we're, yeah, it will run to 250 oh. performers, I think. Maybe, Maybe even more. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't say, but I, I, maybe I should have said that we're actually at the Rietveld Theatre in in Delft, and you've just had a meeting with all, not all the, but most of the artists, sort of meet and greet, and just talking about things in general. And one impression I picked up from from what people were saying is that that most of them seem to be concentrating on doing something in the market, in in the, in the town square, the market. Yeah, that's correct. A big part of being at the festival as a creative maker is making parade. And that's to attract people who were, are just visiting the city centre of Delft and you know, try to attract them to their performance. So today we had a workshop to inspire the makers how to yeah, make people who are just at the market square enthusiastic to visit their performance. And because of we have this big pink bunny, it will be an eye-catcher, it will be a point that every will be talking about again so it's the place to be for performers and public who would like to go to visit the but, but what happens in the market I think to a certain extent is a teaser because you yeah. you, you work in how, how many different venues in town we have 28 venues this year so it will be all uh, yeah, sort short teasers what will be given in the market square and then it's the idea that you buy tickets and then you go to one of the 28 
places or locations to, to see the whole show. And are there a lot of new actors? I know there are a few which I've seen before or were here before. Mm -hmm. I imagine there are quite a few new ones as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, most of the, the, the performers are new and that's what our core business is, presenting new talent. And um, of course, when we uh, found some really good talent, we try to keep them with us for several years, but like three or four editions, that's the max. And then we have this new, uh, yeah, new batch. So, so give us a little flavour of what to expect by way of performance. Uh, well, there, there is really a lot to discover. It's like stand-up comedian. There's music. There is a lot of dance this year. Uh, also musical theatre. So opera, classical music. We have a wide range of, of performances. Here. And I think most of it is language no problem, because we've just been at this presentation now, which I found very strange, it was conducted in English. Yeah. Um, so I think there are language is no problem with the majority of events. No, exactly. And that's, that's a, it was a quite important thing for us to, uh, in a city as Delft, where a lot of experts uh, live, that we were thinking how to, we want to include as many people as possible. So this year we have like uh, in our festival magazine you will have a different part that will show you all the language no problem performances as well and you can see them on the website another thing i noticed just now was that there seems to be very much a sort of I don't know, family atmosphere <laughs> almost everybody seems to be very friendly and know each other it's not just isolated thing here and there no and, and that's what we hear a lot also by the makers and we find it very important to be a family we do this festival together okay we're we arrange it we we manage the festival but we we can't do it without the makers and um, because of there are young or new talent we find it very important to give them the the yeah a safe space to develop themselves and uh, yeah the, the family thing is i'm very proud of being of or yeah i'm proud that we can give them that uh, warm welcome okay Ralph Hunkin, thanks very much and the festival runs from the 2nd of june till the 12th okay thanks very much we look forward to that thank you I'm now in the room in the Rietveld Theatre where most of the performers have just had their pre-festival meeting and I'm with a couple of young makers who are reviving a once very popular dance form. Hello, my name is Doortje Peters. And my name is Robin Lee. And together you are known as the Tappanit Collective. Yes. Now you do tap dancing. Tap dancing is a bit old-fashioned. <laughs> Not at all, but I, I realised that you can think that it's old-fashioned but it's not old-fashioned you just have two drumming percussion instruments on your feet and you dance and you can make any move that you want you make can make any rhythm that you want and any theatrical situation that you want so that's how we approach it but with tap dancing you think of people like I don't know Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers and Top Hat and Tails so how, how, how is your your performances different well, I, I think they, for us, they are still alive. They, are, they were very great tap dancers. Um, it's just that the fact that a lot of people have this association makes it harder for us to show that tap dance is more like an instrument to tell your story. Uh, so nowadays, I think not just for us, but for many tap dancers, it's, it's more an instrument than a show that Fred Astaire did. He was more of a showman. And it was a different time. Now we have more time of individualistic approaches and uh, more experiment, uh, less show. So that's also how we how we manage to get like um, 
through the tap dance development, development. Like first you take classes and then you have a while when you're you're hitting puberty. You're like, this is not cool this to do cool. because it's old fashioned. Nobody, everyone is making jokes about you, and then you find this way that this is my way to express myself and tell my story. It's it's just an instrument like any other instrument. And where did where did you learn your tap dancing? We started around six, seven, eight years old uh, in Amsterdam in a in a little beautiful dance school, and that's where we met when we were about ten. And we just took the classes with the nice teacher Marika Hedges until we were twenty, twenty-one, and then after that started performing more and more and just training also with teachers abroad and you're going to be at the 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 fringe festival in delft this year and last year you were here um but only online and you won the the prize for what was the exact prize the public prize audience oh the audience yeah i i i'm not sure about the name in english but it's the public's prize so i think it's the audience award so that, so they they all voted for you there was a way of yeah, voting that's right. i looked a little bit on 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 youtube at your some of your videos and radio is not the best way to see dance then mm -hmm. tap dancing is perfect for radio yes. because it's a, it's an audio one How do you present your act? You, you don't do the white tie and tails. So um, in all our performances, we work with physical theater or mime um, and tap dance and also other forms of movement and dance and sometimes percussion. We really like objects, making rhythms with objects or just animating objects. So actually, there's a lot of different disciplines in our performances, but they melt together in a way. And you also do classes, I believe, or workshops. Uh, yes, now, uh, <clears throat> since this year we have funding, uh, so we're trying to develop more of our skills. So, because tap dance has a combination of music and dance in it, um, so we're trying to develop more of our dance skills and as well developing our musical skills uh, with body percussion classes and classes urban contemporary, that's a style of contemporary dance. Um, and later this year we will also we will also start with physical theater classes because that's yeah that's kind of our style so we want to develop that skill yeah. 
Because tap dancing, to a certain extent, is quite static, isn't it? I mean, you just stand there uh, and do it. I mean, that's being perhaps a little unkind, <laughs> but it is, it is quite static. I think it's, it doesn't have to be static, but that's like the association that most people have. But I think what I think that you're thinking is that tap dance is it's it, it's gonna get boring real quick i mean you don't want to watch 20 minutes of tap dancing even for us as tap dancers that's boring to watch you know the rhythms can be so uh interesting and there can be some tricks in it which is nice but it's just it has a certain attention deficit you know it's gonna stop there uh so i think that's that's a golden um I mean, like a, a something that Dorje came up with to mix it with physical theater and with other styles, which is making it interesting because now you have more tools to tell your story. Can you uh, tap dancing? You was, uh, as you were saying, it, it's, it can be a little monotonous because it's just tap, tap, tap. Is it possible to create different sounds? I mean, with different shoes? Yes, actually, that is. Um, in our performances, we did not experiment with that yet. But, for example, you can also tap dance with bare feet. can be interesting sounds. You need some microphones for that. And there was also a, a thing which was at the same same time in, in the, before the world, 30s and 40s, same time as tap dancing, sand dancing. Yes. Yeah. And they put sand on the floor. Yeah, and that's, really, that's really a thing, yeah. Uh, the technique that is coming with that, I think we never exp uh, explored that, but that will be part of Tevinet Collective one day, because it's nice, yeah. Uh, that's a way you also have the more wooden shoes without the metal plates, because we uh, have metal plates under the shoes. You can have wooden shoes or uh, soft shoes, that's m normal dancing shoes, or bare feet. Or anything you can. Okay, so you're at the Delft Festival. I mean, I think you're throughout it. You don't just do one performance, do you? You do um, several throughout the festival. We do a lot, a lot of. Uh, I think there are 14 or 15 yeah, in total. Yeah, we're several days, several times a day. So uh, yeah, we're gonna be the lead this year because we won the audience award last year. So uh, we're gonna be playing a lot. That was Georgia and Robin of the Tappanit Collective, who are headlining this year's festival with their show Doomsday. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk Magazine, all one word, dot NL. Arts Talk Magazine, dot NL. We first saw double bass player, poet and performance artist Jonathan Nagel at the 2018 festival. Well, Jonathan is back this year with a new performance which coincides with the release of his new album, both of which are called Eventually. Yes, that's correct. And your performance is your bass player yes and you play your bass solo and there's a dancer it's and a i think in the case of eventually there's a lot of spoken words as well 
the project has many different aspects to it and um, on the well one part of it is a music album which I recorded and then I made a s series of films which are going to be released with the album together and then there's a live show and there is poetry and so there's all these elements but they come in different combinations so the poetry is part of the recorded music album Album, but it's not actually part of the live performance. But the live oh. performance is a dance piece with music and a light show. And you, you this is all your, all your own work. Do you do the yes. choreography as well? Well, the choreography I developed in collaboration mm. with the dancers. And do you always work with the same dancer? Or dance? It, it's namely, it's usually one dancer, isn't it? There is one dancer in the in each performance, mm. but in the project as a whole, I worked with three different dancers. And so the album I recorded has three different musical pieces, and for each piece, I worked with a different dancer to make a particular uh, choreography for that piece. But the performance is, is 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 you playing a bass and a dancer. Yes, I'm performing shows with. Uh, each one of these dancers but in each show there's only one of the dancers so it's a solo dance and solo music and I'm considering to maybe in the future try and work out a concept to also have a show where actually all three dancers which are part of the project might be part of a live performance but I think it's quite it's quite unusual to have a, a double bass a string bass as the focus of attention yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And well, I mean, that's the instrument I picked when I was much younger and that I studied. And now I have all these visions for sounds I want to create and but make. The, but the so bass is always the big instrument at the back, which nobody takes particular notice of. Yeah, sure, that's the traditional role, but I... So, so therefore, to, to have <laughs> a, a, um, a, a solo basis, because it is an incredible instrument, and it's more than just boom, 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 there's a lot more you can do with it. Mm, definitely. Uh, and how you've been studying, I mean, what, since you were a child, I suppose? Yeah, I, I started as a child with lessons in classical music, and I played in orchestras, and then I went to conservatory and I studied jazz music, and so I have a lot of different influences. And lately, I work a lot with electronic music and more like yeah, contemporary, experimental sounds. But do you, do you still do jazz and classical? Um, yeah, jazz definitely, classical not so much lately. But uh, yeah, I, I'm in I'm in and out of different scenes and for my own music I try to combine all these different in influences because I generally have a problem with putting arts in particular boxes or genres I, I feel it's there's a general tendency of yeah there's venues for this and that style and audiences for this and that style and uh, I don't see such a clear separation yeah, yeah. I think it's all related so you're you you're you're, you're German and yes. you're based in Amsterdam. Yes. And I think also you still have um, a foothold in, in Berlin. Yeah, I used to live in Berlin and then uh, uh, now I have my main base in Amsterdam, but I work a lot with artists in Berlin and I travel back and forth regularly, or at least now it's coming back, of course, through the pandemic that was a bit interrupted, but I have some 
regular projects in Berlin. And I mean, so, do, do you yeah. find Amsterdam is more creative, more interesting for you than Berlin? Because Berlin's always been spoken of or thought of in the last I don't know, couple of decades as the avant-garde center of Europe. Uh, yeah, in general, they are very different in in all kinds of senses. And actually, I find honestly Berlin more creative and inspiring and interesting. But I find Amsterdam a lot more convenient to live. It's much smaller. It's more organized and more peaceful, and uh, uh, it gives more of a kind of. Uh, it's easier to find some kind of balance and structure. I find Berlin is extremely challenging in just what you get exposed to in everyday life and I rather live in a more yeah small and peaceful place and then travel to the <laughs> bigger adventurous urban cities. I think I think around. this is the, the wonderful thing about um, Holland in general it is very convenient uh, Amsterdam yeah. is, is relatively small compared with uh, I don't know, any other city you can the, the important bits you can easily walk and, totally, um, yes. And, and Delft, where we are now, is even smaller. You can walk from one end of the other to the other in 20 minutes. I get to visit and work in all of all, all kinds of places, and uh, I don't necessarily need that in the place where I have my room and my bed. It's like, uh, I mean, it, I, I don't need all the possibilities for adventure at home <laughs> that's why i'm traveling so much so. but traveling with a, a double bass under your arm can't be very convenient that's true but uh, train works pretty well and, it's a, good, and it's a good conversation piece on, on long journey somebody's going to say what have you got in there <laughs> yeah it always brings up conversation in public space and especially in trains i mean it's like every time i take a train there's someone who asks me about uh, what is that it can guitar or a violin or whatever <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know it always brings up conversations and confusion <laughs> and so it's a good way to get in touch with people and talk with them about music and about the things uh, I do and the Delft Fringe Festival your show eventually is on where and when it is on the 3rd 4th and 5th of June which are right in the beginning of the festival in a place called Sigarfabrik. Uh, and then it is again on the 12th of June, which is the last day of the festival. Can we play one of the um, spoken word tracks, the one um, Not Much of a Moon? I think that would be quite a good one to play us out on. Yes, totally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. So this is um, Jonathan Nagel and Not Much of a Moon. There can't be much of a moon in the sky, she said. All I see is darkness. If I move, real slow. I can make out faint silhouettes, but when I turn my head, they drift away. Everybody knows that with speed, things easily escape. I want to catch a butterfly, 
I better be slower than the wind. People forget about the quiet. To them, it is meaningless and void. Only when I can hear my footsteps on the young grass, I will be able to feel the greatest sound on earth, the roaring rave of the universe. I will dance to it like I've never danced before. And the bell rings 12 times, and there is not much of a moon in the sky. You will know. It is time to slow down. That was Jonathan Nagel's Not Much of a Moon from his new album, Eventually, which is also the name of his performance at this year's Delft Fringe Festival. The reader was Ruby Francis-Jones. The festival runs from the 2nd until the 12th of June at venues all over town, and with more than 40 performers and lots of new talent, there's going to be plenty to see. Of course, we'll be reporting on it extensively in Arts Talk magazine. But that's all from Arts Talk Radio for now. So until the next time, it's goodbye. I'm Michael Hasted. Bye.